And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to talk about a film with a horrible title, frankly. <laughs> it's called Horrible Bosses. Yeah, we've all had horrible bosses in our day, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. We could sit and talk about our Hollywood bosses mm-hmm. for hours. This was directed by Seth Gordon, who I guess is a pretty good boss. And the three leading characters in this film are Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis. And I got to tell you right off the bat, these three guys are together very, very funny. I agree. They are. They have great timing, great charisma, a wonderful trio. They are. These three guys Mm -hmm. work for Really, Really Horrible Bosses, which is the name of the film. Right. Jason Bateman works for Kevin Spacey, Mm -hmm. who is the CEO of a company. Mm -hmm. Charlie Day is a dental assistant, and he works for a dentist, Dr. Julia Harris, played by Jennifer Aniston. And Jason Sudeikis has been very happy in his job with his boss, Donald Sutherland, but his boss dies, (laughs) and his son, Bobby Pellet, played by Colin Farrell, Mm -hmm. takes over. And these bosses are so horrible that these three men meet frequently and bemoan the fact Mm -hmm. that they work for terrible bosses (laughs) until they finally decide to do something about it. No, they're not going to quit their jobs. No. They're going to murder their bosses. They don't know how to do that, so they find a guy in a bar Mm -hmm. who offers for $5,000 to be their murder coach. This is a small but very funny part played by Jamie Foxx. He's hilarious in this I absolutely loved him. I, I loved agree. What he could do with his eyes, the expressions on his face. He was very, very good. Everybody was very, very good, almost. And, of course, then they set off on this spree of supposed murder. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that they don't murder any of their bosses. However, other things happen that get them in all sorts of trouble. (laughs) I think it's a very, very well-done script. It was written by Michael Markowitz, John Francis Daly, and Jonathan Goldstein. And for the most part, it was very amusing. What I found most offensive about this movie, and there was much that I thought was fun, Funny less. Okay. So I want to say that before I go any further. But I thought that the disgust factor was really hard to overlook, particularly with the role that Jennifer Aniston agreed to play. She is a sex-starved nympho who goes to extreme lengths to harass her assistant and to conduct herself in a way that is more graphic than I would think an actress of her stature would ever wish to appear doing on screen. And I was extremely embarrassed for her, and I am equally humiliated for all women who are asked to play roles like this in Hollywood and think that if they do so, they will be keeping their star shining and bright and full of luster on the Hollywood scene. It's just a real sad commentary on the kinds of things that women are being offered and the kinds of things they agree to do. Well, I think one of the problems with the Aniston character is every second she is on screen, she is attempting to seduce the Charlie Day character. He plays Dale. That's a mild way of saying what she really does on screen. She is willing to seduce him lying on top of an unconscious patient. Yeah. I've had a lot of dental work done in my day. I don't think that would happen. Do you? Well, I don't think that that would happen, but I think it's the coarseness of the language here. 
and the fact that it is so blunt that I really was disgusted by everything that she did in this film. And I'm really sorry that she is part of this movie because I think if they had excised that from the story and turned her into a more alluring character, but also one like Demi Moore played in Disclosure with Michael Douglas, I mean, that relationship was somewhat believable. And I didn't mind it in that movie. But this is just full-out gross from start to finish. And as a woman sitting there, I was most uncomfortable watching her debase herself as a human being. So I had a big problem with this movie because of her. Now, the rest of the movie, listen, guys have their own kinds of humor. I admit that. And I think movies like Hangover 2 and so on, you know I couldn't stand it. This movie would be, you know, compared to that, this is a much funnier movie than any of the Hangover pictures, in my opinion. Well, you know, it's funny because the three stars of this film have great, great timing. Correct. You know, we have seen Jason Bateman in oh, so Oh, is he great? He is a wonderful go-to guy when it comes to playing a straight man comedic character. He's just delicious. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, he reminds me very much of a young Jack Mm -hmm. Lemmon to take nothing away from Jack Lemmon. Oh, I think you're right on. I think Jason is a big star. Yeah. Big talent. And I think he's going to be bigger and bigger as his star continues to rise. But the other two guys. Oh, they're great. Jason Sudeikis. I've seen him a million times on Saturday Night Live. I wasn't that crazy about him on that show, but he's very, very good in this one. He plays a character named Kurt, and one of his big problems is that he will seduce any woman that comes anywhere near him. But with him, it's funny. It was amusing. Mm -hmm. It didn't turn him into the kind of really unpleasant character that Dr. Julia Harris was. Mm -hmm. And then you have Charlie Day, of course, who is the prey for the monstrous dentist. And I thought he was extremely funny, even though I couldn't stand the situation that they were depicting up on the screen. I liked the dialogue between the guys when it was fresh and irreverent and hip. And I liked the fact that their timing was so good, as you mentioned earlier. And they do a lot of flip asides and a lot of clever references to pop culture that really made this film have a new and kind of fresh approach to this kind of comedy. And I like that. I just don't like gross-out humor. And there, for me, was just too much in this film, which keeps it from being a really classy little gem of a movie. Well, what comes close to making it a classy gem, I think, is the villain of villains in this film, played by Kevin Spacey. I agree. Now, we have watched Kevin Spacey in many, many roles that were similar to this. He can be very pleasant on the outside, and you look at his eyes and you know how terribly, terribly vicious he can be. I've seen him do this in many, many films, and he kind of coalesced all these roles into the one big role of Dave Harkin, who is the boss of Jason Bateman, and I think he is the leading villain character in the film. We call him the comedy king of kink. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Now, Colin Farrell and Jennifer Aniston are also terrible people, but I think that Kevin Spacey could almost walk away with this film, Mm -hmm. if not for the three male leads. Well, I like Colin Farrell playing this Bobby Pellet character. He's a real methadone freak, but he sports that bad comb-over kind of hair and very horrible, horrible clothes, and he lives in a really tacky apartment filled with all kinds of drug paraphernalia and so on. 
you know, there are many funny things in this film, but I do believe that the movie is ultimately sabotaged by the gross-out humor, and it didn't have to go that far. That's unfortunate. You know, there are perks to renting films that you can't get when you're watching them in a cineplex. And one of the perks is you can rent a movie and then you can fast forward. (laughs) So, you know, when I give my light on this movie, I want our audience to understand that I'm giving this movie a yellow light, but I'm telling them to have your hand on that button that says fast forward and get through the stuff that really will make you gag. It's just really not good stuff. And I wouldn't want kids to see it and so on. Oh, certainly not. I will give it kind of a flickering yellow light. But nonetheless, there are plenty of spots in this film that are funny. There were so many spots in this film that were funny to me, Anne. And by the way, I agree with you that certain parts of the film were gross and they went too far, both the script and the actress. But despite all that, I laughed frequently and loudly several times in this film. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a green light. So, a yellow light and a green light for horrible bosses. Well, we have a good boss here at Greenlight Reviews. We love her very much, and that's why we have such fun talking about movies. We're going to do so again about another film very, very soon. We hope you will stay with us. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that your boss will let you have some time off to have a great, great evening at the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.